This is the Truth Hurts Program. Ah, yeah. Taking time off from your job to pursue your passions might seem like something that's just impossible to do. After all, you got mortgage payments or rent to pay, car notes, student loans, credit card debt, utilities, insurance, baby mamas to pay off and food to pay for, right? And if you're one of the new protected minority classes in America, you might feel like those obstacles are keeping you from the Democratic Party dream. The dream that will allow you to just kick back, relax, and say, screw it. The Democratic political party want you to know that they truly care about your personal well-being, your social justice, and equity. And that's why in this new era of democracy, we got your back, Jack. When you made the social justice decision to vote Democrat, you told a man that you sick and tired of playing by his rules. You told the world that it's your turn to get some privilege. It's your time to shine. And with guaranteed monthly income provided by your federal government, you can finally sit back, relax, and enjoy the new American dream. Forget about the rent. Section 8 have you covered. Forget about a car note. Kids and Hyundais are easy to steal. So easy, in fact, that even a minor child can do it with a USB charging cable, a hammer, and a little bit of effort. Forget about student loans. Democrat President Biden will forgive those. And it's not like you was going to actually be able to use that degree in social justice warrior activism or gender study anyway. Forget about credit card debt. The federal government has made it easier to declare bankruptcy. And your mailbox will soon be filled with new credit card pre-approvals in less than a month. Forget about utilities. There are government subsidies for that as well. And as for insurance, who needs insurance? The government will be generous with Medicare, Medicaid, and other health care initiatives. And as for food, you know we got your back. Food stamps, EBT, free breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner at the schools, food banks, and other options make it easier to eat like a king in a new democratic America. You can always learn the art of dine and dash, and you can knock off a grocery store too by simply stuffing a ham bone in your pant leg. And with all the new relaxed bail requirements, district attorneys refusing to prosecute us for even the worstest of crimes, and now that we got the cops scared to arrest people, getting some spending cash now is easier than ever before. To find out how you can take advantage of all of the new government programs under the Democratic Political Party, simply stay a couple minutes after Sunday services when your pastor goes from preaching to teaching. Teaching, indoctrinating, training, educating on how you can ride the rails of democracy. Empowerment programs on spreading the lies of systemic racism, how to make white people feel guilty about all they have achieved, and how to take advantage of every government handout and social welfare program. This and a whole bunch more. This message brought to you by the BM movement, the federal government, the Democratic political party, and a few select minority pastors who are getting kicked back on every deal. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is the 30th day of March 2023. Unfortunately, Joe Biden is still president. Camel Toe Harris is still vice president. And unfortunately, Chuckles the Clown Schumer is still running the U.S. Senate. Thank goodness we don't have naughty, nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi pulling the strings at the House of Representatives. Or do we? All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about, a bunch of headlines, so I'll get right to them today. Fact check. Do transgender people have 42% attempted suicide rate? According to Newsweek, fact check by Alex Phillips. It's an academically researched fact that the rate of suicidal actions amongst transgender people, as well as LGBTQIA+, queer, and gay, and lesbian individuals, 
is far, far higher than the wider population, particularly amongst young people. Studies suggest cases of suicide and suicide attempts amongst trannies are linked to their own mental illness, their feelings of unhappiness with their physical appearance. Others claim the rise in young people exhibiting what is called gender dysphoria might be part and parcel of a wider mental health issue. So, someone made the claim trannies have a 42% attempted suicide rate. An academic study with a full sample size of 372 respondents found that 40% of transgender people had attempted suicide. It's probably much higher those who thought about it. It found that interpersonal microaggressions and emotional neglect by family members were the excuses that these people claimed caused them to attempt suicide. In 2016, the National Transgender Discrimination Survey found that 41% had said they previously attempted suicide. And according to a 2022 survey by the Trevor Project, an LGBTQIA suicide prevention organization, nearly one in five young people who identified as transgender or non-binary have attempted suicide. A 2018 study of more than 120,000 children aged 11 to 19 found that 41% of non-binary adolescents had attempted suicide. Now listen, my friends, that's not 42. So they're claiming it was a lie, but the facts are there. 41.8% rounds right on up to 42. There is a mental illness that is transgenderism, and they're killing themselves, or at least attempting to, trying to alleviate the problem themselves. A massive group of 1,000 illegal immigrants has hit the southern border, as the end to Title 42 nears. Primarily groups of people from Venezuela attempting to cross into the U.S. and turn themselves over to Border Patrol agents with two months left to go before the official end of Title 42. I thought Joe Biden said illegal immigration was under control. It's obviously not. Christine Parks reports AOC poses for picture with libs of TikTok creator then storms off when she realizes who that person is that she just took a picture with. Alexandria Horseface Cortez, the vapid airhead Democrat representative from New York, stormed off after being accused of lying by libs of TikTok creator Shia Reishik in the Capitol on Thursday, calling her super transphobic for good measure. My God, AOC, before you jump into a frame, with someone and smile with those big old horse teeth and those big old wide crazy eyes, you should really know who you're associating with. The Fox News staff reports Biden's very poor polling shows the presidency crumbling before our eyes. The defection and loyalty away from Biden is growing by leaps and bounds, but the mainstream media, they'll never report that. Peter Kasparowitz writes, Garland refuses to examine the civil rights violation claims of the January 6th defendants claiming, quote, I don't know anything. Attorney General Merrick Garland pretended to be Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. At the House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing, Representative Andrew Clyde, a Republican of Georgia, said he toured the D.C. Department of Corrections last week. He met last week with some of the 20-plus prisoners still being held because of their alleged participation in the January 6th Capitol Hill skirmish. Clyde argued that detaining these people for so long does indeed violate the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution, which guarantees every American citizen the right to a speedy public trial. Clyde said, you work to uphold the civil rights of all Americans. I think in this case, their civil rights are being violated. And I would appreciate you looking into that. 
Merrick Garland, of course, says, I don't know anything about it. Day, day. He actually said, quote, I don't know the specifics of individual cases. The beauty of the Sixth Amendment is that each of those people is entitled to a lawyer, has a lawyer who can make a speedy trial argument in the court. Oftentimes, lawyers ask for more time. Oftentimes, they ask for exceptions for discovery. There was an enormous amount of discovery in those cases, but I don't know anything about those particular cases. Well, you should, Mr. Garland. Supposedly, they're the most important thing that ever happened in the United States of America. Certainly, in your opinion, the most important thing that ever happened on your watch. You should know. But playing Sergeant Schultz and saying, I know nothing, nothing, is definitely not the way to answer. If I were an attorney right now, well over a year beyond January 6, 2021, I would be asking for dismissals and possibly filing suits against the Justice Department for violation of the Sixth Amendment right to a speedy trial. This is the Truth Hurts program. Starbucks CEO was getting a little defensive after Bernie Sanders described him as a billionaire. The Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz, said, I earned it. During a hearing about Starbucks' alleged efforts to block their stores from being unionized, Howard Schultz, the CEO, slammed an attempt by Sanders to paint him as a privileged oligarch who had success simply handed to him. He said, quote, I grew up in federally subsidized housing. My parents never owned a home. I came from nothing. I thought that my entire life was based on the achievement of the American dream. Yes, I have billions of dollars. I earned it. No one gave it to me. And I've shared it constantly with the people of Starbucks. Your moniker is unfair. Sanders shoots back, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're not the only person testifying. In other words, Bernie Sanders got caught trying to make a successful self-made man. Yes, he did that. He did that. Trying to make him out to be some kind of an evil person. New York Post writes, Twitter deletes thousands of tweets about a planned Trans Day of Vengeance protest. Twitter has removed thousands of tweets about this protest that was supposed to happen this coming Saturday outside the U.S. Supreme Court. And now conservatives are outraged, but they've been sharing the event poster to condemn the demonstration that is to happen. There is a large poster that's running around several places on the Internet. I'll read the words of the poster. It's written in pink and light blue on a black background. There's some white letters, too. We need more than visibility, it says. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop the trans genocide. Trans Day of Vengeance, April 1st at 11 a.m. Assemble at Supreme Court of the United States. Wear a mask. Bring a buddy. Contact at Our Rights DC. Email OurRightsDC at Proton.me. Or, what is this? Uh, at T-S-U-K-U-R-U underscore non-binary. And a couple of other addresses on there. Here's what they're trying to do, folks. They're trying to convince people that their mental illness, their disgusting display of queerness, is somehow to be accepted, condoned, and promoted by the average normal human beings of the United States of America. As I look over here at the desk at Studio 63, I see the 40 cal Smith is still sitting there and the 9mm Smith is still sitting there. They haven't gotten up and shot anyone today. We're well, what, almost close to a thousand days now since I started keeping tabs on the guns and making sure they're not up and going out randomly killing people or even intentionally killing people. 
Newsweek says, quote, No, an assault weapons ban won't stop school shootings despite what opportunistic Democrats say, unquote. Brad Palumbo says the tragic shooting at the Nashville Christian School this week left Americans reeling and grieving. But many elected officials have already moved on to use the tragedy to push their pre-existing agenda. To destroy the Second Amendment, your God-given, constitutionally affirmed right to keep and bear arms. Just hours after that shooting unfolded, the quota hire, French Dip, the little black girl who's not African-American, the gay lesbian female, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, publicly asked, quote, How many more children? have to be murdered before Republican Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapon ban, unquote. President Biden himself later followed up on his press secretary's remarks and called again on that very day of tragedy, the pre-existing gun control agenda, a so-called ban on so-called assault weapons. Meanwhile, naughty, nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi blasted the Republicans, saying, quote, To my Republican colleagues, it's time to choose. Your political future or our children's lives. Now, it's true that the Nashville shooter, who I will not name because I don't feel she deserves any notoriety, and yes, I said she, had two rifles and a handgun. And in the wonderful world of Democrat delusionment, they describe them as assault-style rifles, meaning it's just a rifle with a plastic stock instead of a wooden stock. They want to make it out that this transgender female, this girl who was unhappy being a girl, decided to go in and murder six people. It's a horrifying, horrific human toll. It's an unimaginable loss. I know the loss of a child personally. It is not good. But a shooter using a handgun or a shotgun or a knife could have easily gone in and easily killed six people in the 15 minutes between when the attack started and when police eventually came in and took her down. That's not conjecture, that's fact. Countless mass shootings carried out with handguns, like Columbine, where 13 victims were killed. And no, not Joe Biden, not Nancy Pelosi, or any other Democrat is seriously discussing confiscating or banning handguns. Democrats are simply trying to pull the first thread on the sweater that is our Second Amendment. You don't have to take my word for it. Biden and Pelosi love to point out that the U.S. supposedly had a ban on assault weapons from 94 to 2004. What they never seem to mention is that research universally shows it made absolutely no difference in the number of mass shootings during that period of time or even violent crime. Study after study after study evaluating that ban from 94 to 2004 reached the conclusion Rand Corporation reviewed, examined, qualified studies and found no evidence that the federal assault weapons ban reduced mass shootings in any way. The findings were so stark that even left-leaning media outlets like Vox have admitted an assault ban is, quote, one of the gun control measures with the least supportive evidence behind it, unquote. Just understand this, Mr. Biden, Ms. Pelosi. Guns do not kill people. Sick Mentally deranged people kill people. And yes, sometimes they use guns. Sometimes they use fertilizer and ammonia. Sometimes they use poison. Sometimes they create gain-of-function research and kill millions with a man-made virus. Just my thoughts. 
This is the Truth Hurts program. Fox News' Brooke Singman writes, Biden administration led a massive speech censorship operation, and a former state attorney general will testify to that. In an exclusive report, the Biden administration led the largest speech censorship operation in recent history by working with social media companies to suppress and to censor information later acknowledged as truthful. This, according to the Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, he will tell this to a White House Committee on Weaponization today. Schmidt is now a Republican senator from Missouri. Former Attorney General is expected to testify alongside Jeff Landry, the Louisiana Attorney General, and the former Missouri Deputy Attorney General for Special Litigation, John Sauer. Those three witnesses will discuss the findings of their federal government censorship lawsuit, which they filed in May of 2022, describing the most important free speech lawsuit of this generation. Good luck, guys. It is the Bidens. It is the Biden Justice Department. I don't know how much success you might have. Naughty, nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi is now instructing Americans to vote on how politics will impact your life, not your religion. Pelosi, another gross, staunch supporter of murdering unborn babies in the womb and soon after, in the process known as abortion, she describes herself as a Roman Catholic. And she took the time to lecture Americans on Tuesday of this week to lecture them on why they should not vote based on religious views, but on how politicians and politics will influence their lives. Joy Reid, the host of the program, requested that Miss Pelosi, quote, give some advice to those of us who are frustrated by our politics now, unquote. She asked Pelosi to speak to the Americans directly and to convince them to vote not on how politics will impact your religion, but how it will impact your life. She said, you're a religious person, Miss Pelosi. Pelosi then tried to reference John F. Kennedy, the first Catholic president, in her answer. She said, quote, it's not important what religion I believe in. What's important is what America I believe in. And that's what we have to be thinking in terms of talking to people. She also seemingly used the opportunity to take a few punch shots at former President Donald Trump, saying, quote, I do think that many of the people who fell for what's-his-name's line because they just didn't see a path in the future, in the economy, the way it was, I think many of them are really patriotic. I think some of them are racist and bigots, but I think many of them are very patriotic. Way to go, nasty Nancy Pelosi. Way to insult people. You should have just called us all a basket of deplorables. Then you and Hillary Clinton could cackle together in the back corner with Camel Toe Harris. Yesterday I reported that NPR, National Public Radio, is laying off a whole bunch of people as they continue to lose viewership, listenership, popularity, and of course funding. Now NPR has sparked backlash by disputing what transgender athletes have that is an advantage over females. The science is quite clear. National Public Radio issued a correction after downplaying the biological differences between males and females in reference to a story about a group now banning biological male athletes from female competitions. The publication, NPR, wrote on Twitter this week, the international governing body for track and field will ban trans women athletes from elite women's competitions, citing a priority for fairness over inclusion despite limited scientific research involving elite trans athletes. But later, they had to issue a correction when the truth came out. Because the truth always hurts. And I hope it hurts NPR to the point of total defunding. How dare they? How dare they dispute actual factual science? They're government funded. Maybe their funding should be taken away. The correction says, quote, 
An earlier tweet incorrectly stated there is limited scientific evidence of physical advantage. Existing research shows that higher levels of testosterone do impact athletic performance, but there's limited research involving elite trans athletes in competition. In other words, I called you the N-word that rhymes with bigger, but I didn't mean to call you the N-word that rhymes with bigger. I just meant to call out your race as it is listed in scientific publications as Negro. Typical Democratic Party playbook, apologize without apologizing, admit to fault without admitting to fault. There are people upset over a KFC sign in a store that was posted on their doors and the restaurant is rightfully refusing to remove the sign. Does the sign say no blacks allowed? No. Does the sign say no gays allowed? No. Does the sign say no guns allowed? No. It was back in 2016 that a few Ohio Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC branches sparked massive outrage when they dared to place a sign upon their entry door, which read, quote, all uniformed police officers eat free every day, all day, unquote. Now, you can never thank the public sector enough for the work that they do, dedicating their lives to protecting and serving others. But many people disagreed, especially those seeking to defund the police, those who hate the police, those who probably acted out like a fool in front of the police. The owner of the store resides in Ashland, Kentucky, and he spoke out to all the positive calls he received from around the nation. He said, law enforcement across the country from Miami, California, and different agencies called us just to thank us for what we're doing for our local law enforcement. Doug Nip is the owner of those stores. He says, we're hoping this catches on and hopefully goes nationwide. So that all of his branches in his tri-state area will be doing the same. It's what's going on in our country today that we all need everybody's help and we want to step up here at that location. Many, of course, said that KFC was being biased and that the free food should have been made available to other people, especially bus drivers and other civil servants. Listen, KFC's in business to make money. They're not in business to become a welfare agency. They're not a government agency. They're a privately owned business. And the owner of that privately owned business can give away wings and thighs and legs and drumsticks and mashed potatoes and everything else to anyone he sees fit. They asked why firefighters weren't included. They insist that special treatment must be given to firefighters. And then the administrator of Ohio Going Blue responded, it's a positive post. But some of you can't see the bigger picture. As a police officer, I do not go into any establishment expecting or wanting anything to be free or even have a discount. Whether I'm in uniform or not, I can tell you that other officers feel the same way. We don't like special treatment. The fact that KFC is acknowledging law enforcement is why this was posted. Congratulations, KFC, there. You're doing a hell of a thing, helping out our first responders, the boys in blue who will be in the restaurant eating, and that would mean far less chance of some idiot coming in there and robbing the place. The Senate votes to overturn Biden eco-regulation, teeing up another likely veto. Well, you can only expect as much. Now, I don't often go overseas for stories here on the Truth Hurts program, but what I'm about to tell you is the warning shot across your bow. If it can happen in another nation, it can certainly happen here. The Times of Israel reports, Legislation that will allow police to search for illegal weapons without a warrant was approved Tuesday night in a final vote in the Knesset plenum, passing 20 to 6 with support from both coalition and opposition lawmakers. The temporary law will go into effect for 12 months. It is meant to equip police with the tools necessary to crack down on illegal weapons trafficking 
in a bid to tackle violent crime rises, especially in Arab communities. Yeah, they simply pass a new law saying it's okay to break into everyone's house, ransack the house, and go searching for guns. And then they take them away, along with those who had them, and punish them. If it can happen there, it can happen here. It's already underway in Scotland, New Zealand, Australia, and other Western civilizations. They're trying to take away your God-given, constitutionally affirmed right to keep and bear arms. Be careful. Keep a wary, wary eye. This is the Truth Hurts program. Radar Online's Aaron Johnson reports the Nashville shooter Audrey Hale's Christian parents could not accept that she was transgender, a source claims. So what? I wouldn't be able to accept it if my kid came out saying, I know you made me a boy, Dad, but I want to be a girl. Or I know you made me your daughter, Dad, but I want to be your son. I would find it very hard to accept. I might still love the individual, but it doesn't mean I have to accept. It doesn't mean that I have to condone or approve of. Some people might not approve of their child getting a tattoo, or a crew cut, or joining the military. But they're still your children and you still love them. It's not a big story. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. Fox News' John Brown writes, U.S. Marshals were told to not arrest protesters at the homes of Supreme Court justices unless it was, quote, absolutely necessary. It said, avoid unless absolutely necessary any criminal enforcement action involving the protest or the protesters. Whistleblower concerned about the Attorney General's misleading testimony before the Judiciary Committee provided documents. Supreme Court justices had to endure people protesting and creating property damage and blocking roadways and violating noise ordinances, litter laws, and everything else because, well, it was being put into place, those protests, that is, to protest against the abortion ban. A Democrat press secretary's tweet has been removed after she slams, quote, transphobes, unquote, in the wake of a Nashville shooting. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs press secretary Jocelyn Berry made headlines after a picture of an armed woman from a Twitter account of the same name appeared to threaten violent action against transphobes. Transphobes? You mean people who are afraid of transgenders? Or people who are afraid of becoming transgenders? The girl, the ugly girl, 28-year-old Audrey Hale, who is now quite deceased, identified as transgender, unhappy that her parents dared to make her physical body female, when inside she wanted to be a dude. She identified as transgender, and then she went in and opened fire at the Covenant School in Nashville and was shot dead, appropriately, by police. This sick, twisted, mentally deranged, mentally ill, so-called transgender left a bunch of information in her nearby vehicle which revealed the attack was, quote, calculated and planned, unquote. Miss Berry's tweet read, quote, Us when we see transphobes, including a gif of a woman wielding two handguns. The offending post from Ms. Berry, a Democrat operative and spokesman for Hobbs, has been removed from Twitter for violating the site's rules. My opinion, she should be terminated from her employment. Republicans called her out for her post. The Arizona Freedom Caucus tweeted, quote, Less than 12 hours after the tragic shooting in Nashville by a deranged transgender activist, Ms. Hobbs' press secretary calls for shooting people that Democrats disagree with. My friends, the sickness, the sickness of transgenderism is now spreading into the Democratic Party as if transgenderism is some kind of protected religion, some type of protected class. It is mental illness. 
Ms. Berry wrote also, if you work in the progressive community and are transphobic, you're not progressive, period, end of story. It's not hard to understand, but your bigotry masquerading as feminism absolutely is. This woman is on a mission and needs to be removed from public pay and public service. The Nashville shooter's parents thought the assailant shouldn't have guns, but she bought seven guns legally and managed to hide them. Now, this article, which I just read on The Insider, is written to make you think that somehow we need to get rid of all guns because this 28-year-old adult person legally purchased firearms. And then, in her mentally deranged state, which, according to everybody else, didn't happen until just recently, she used those guns. She purchased, legally, seven firearms. And then she hid them at her family's home. A gun violence expert says the case shows it's difficult to restrict firearms from dangerous individuals, so the Democrats want to take them away from everybody. That's the way this works. This is all a precursor. They've tried every way possible in the Democratic Party to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. And then criminals are the only ones left with guns. Legacy media struggles to characterize the trans shooter's sex and apologize for the initial misgendering, according to National Review. Ari Bluff says, wait a minute, that's a phone. Hang on, folks. That's a phone. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved. <laughs>